the podcast. Welcome to this episode. I hope it finds you well, wherever you are, whatever day it is. For me, it's a Monday night and uh, it's nice and quiet at the moment. Uh, so I thought I would record an, a podcast episode. Um, tonight's, well, this podcast's drink pairing, uh, which has been a bit of a theme throughout these podcast episodes. For those of you who are joining me for the first time, I encourage you to make yourself comfortable. Um, pour yourself a something delicious to drink. Could be a cup of tea. In this case, for me, it's a glass of Pinot Noir. <laughs> but it's full of um, fruit flies. I, I don't know what happened. I mean, I do know what happened. I had some some figs um, sitting out on the, on the bench for the last few days, just waiting for them to ripen. If, and, and if you ever thought there was like a really short window for ripening avocados. I think figs are just, fuck it. Like they don't even bother. They just go from, you know, um, I mean, they're always delicious, but anyway, these ones, these ones turn pretty quickly and fruit flies were mad for it. And I'd had a bottle of Pinot open and, uh, they just flew straight in that bottle and, um, poured myself a glass and didn't really notice they were in there. And, uh, until I drank it, and um, that was that was that was it was chockers. It was full of flies. Anyway, <clears throat> that's completely beside the point. And uh, the topic of this podcast episode, by the way, it's a lovely wine. It's um, uh, the better better half from Yarra Valley Pinot, twenty seventeen. I think it's Langbrook Vineyard. Anyway, again, beside the point. H- how are you? How are you? Uh, I hope that hope that you're well. And I do genuinely ask that question. You know, it's not a rhetorical question because recently a few of you have reached out and shared some feedback on this podcast, on these recent episodes. And I love that so much because I always think of this as being like a conversation, but essentially it's me talking into a computer. Um, but when I receive messages from you saying what you're appreciating or that you enjoyed this or you're listening to that, it's just, it's awesome. Cause I don't really know who listens or what the impact of these episodes and these conversations are. So I appreciate it. Um, and I would love to hear from you. So please send me a message by email or Instagram. And, uh, and Instagram is the, is the catalyst for this episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, it was, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, 10th of March, did a little Instagram, uh, what do you call it? Real, I think. And uh, I, I was talking about suffering and the self-imposed experience of, um, you know, being at conflict or in conflict with yourself. And so that's what this episode is about uh, by way of a very long-winded introduction. This is about reconciling those parts of yourself that are in seemingly in conflict with each other and how to just deal with that. Uh, from a from an IFS-informed lens, that's the way in which I'm approaching this, and, uh, and I hope it's, hope it's helpful. Uh, I hope it's as helpful for you as it has been helpful for me. So the... Just going back to that Instagram post, the caption I wrote was, the only way to love, to love yourself and others truly, is to reconcile the parts of you that are not aligned 
with love. If you have parts that feel like they're in conflict with each other or even with you, if you're doing a number on yourself, I feel you. You're not broken. Coming home to cultivate a safe space within for alignment might feel like the hardest thing you'll ever do. It may be, but it's the most important. That is, if we are to love and be loved and to truly live life, all of it, it's worth it. Fuck, what else are you going to do with this life? And I and I wrote that as I was thinking it and as I was feeling it. And there's a few of you who commented and said you'd like to learn more about this. And so here we go. Here is that episode um, for those of you uh, that have asked. And again, I'm really grateful for your contribution and your feedback to these episodes. And uh, I hope that this one helps. Uh, there's a there's a, a word that I used in that post and it was about, and the word is reconcile, to reconcile these parts. And I just want to, I just want to start with that definition of what reconcile means according to the internet the source of all truth this one i believe is from the um, oxford dictionary to reconcile is to restore friendly relations between so this is i love that it's to restore friendly relations between and what i'd love to do in this episode is to talk about how do we restore friendly relations between these parts of ourselves that are fucking at each other uh and i'm wondering if you know what i mean uh you know if you're in if you're in conflict with yourself what that might look like is you want to change but you just can't seem to or you feel a compulsion to do something uh that you know you're going to regret later and you and you do it anyway and you regret it later and then you're stuck in this loop of shame and guilt and trying to do better. And then you do the thing again anyway. It's like, fuck. Or you feel like there's these opposing forces operating within you. It's like the classic uh, Luke Skywalker or, 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 you know, classic Harry Potter stuff. There, there was this one scene in Harry Potter. I think I don't remember which particular um, book or, 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 or movie it was. It was towards the end where he's, where he's kind of – it's like he's purging Voldemort and there's this scene where he's just like writhing around and it's just kind of like purging this Voldemort out of him. It's like this part of himself that he's just, um, you know, he's just almost possessed by and is so much struggle just to, just to get it out. It feels like that. Or if you simply just, simply just feel like there's uh, an inner conflict, you know, um, then I think this understanding and this framework can help, and it sure has helped me. So this this shift for me in terms of reconciling these parts within happened at a time when I was really self-destructive and I was literally screaming out for help. I was desperately asking, like, what is wrong with me? I felt like I couldn't control myself. I tried so hard, but the entire time – it was a battle within myself and it was a battle against myself. I was at war with myself and, and it was destroying it was destroying my, my life or it certainly destroying my quality of life. It was it was destroying and impacting my relationships. And it just made no sense. I'm like, I just didn't understand what was going on. And I was desperate to find out what was going on. It didn't make any sense until it did. Until I began to 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 meet these parts of me that were screaming out. Instead of trying to 
eradicate them or fix them. I met them and sat with them and listened to them and began to understand them, began to understand also how my body felt. Um, and, as I, and, and as I did, these parts softened, my body softened, and it was as though they were just waiting to be heard and seen all this time. And so in this episode, I'm going to share a little bit about uh, these parts that I'm referring to and how to begin working with them, or at least how to begin to get to know them. And this is not a substitute for therapy, and this in no way constitutes therapy. If you need help, please get it. Uh, but if you're anything like me, all I needed at a time when I was when I was already getting help and I was doing everything I could to take responsibility for myself and, and my actions, all I needed um, on top of all of that, as well as all of that, all of that was was just to know that there was actually nothing wrong with me to fix, but instead that my feelings and behavior made perfect sense uh, given my conditioning. And most importantly, as I was able to learn more about how all of this worked, how I worked and how these parts within me worked, how they worked as a system within a system, the roles that they played and what my authentic self was, I was able to actually make the systemic change required rather than just slapping a Band-Aid on it all. So I'll share a bit about parts um, and what we talk about. Um, we'll, we'll talk about how they work and then we'll finish this episode with what you can do to begin to get to know yours. First, I want to address some some uh, un- some assumed understandings or uh, let's talk a little bit about parts. In fact, before I do, let's talk about like this this system. We are we are not one mind that is either functional or dysfunctional, fixed or broken. That binary is a red herring. Instead, our mind is made up of many parts, and each part, perhaps think of them as a character or a role. Each part, a component of a complex system that is interdependent, and each of these parts are relating to each other. And what we commonly what we commonly identify as ourselves, whether it be character traits or moods such as, you know, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm impatient, I'm jealous, I'm anxious, these are expressions of parts. They are not you. They are a part of you that perhaps you might over-identify with at any given time. So there's a couple of things that are really important to understand here. Firstly, you're made up of parts and you are not any one of them exclusively. And that each part has a role to play and is playing a role. And so if you understand the role that part plays and you meet the need of that part and relieve that part of its role, then you can restore harmony and balance to the system. And it is a system. Think of it like, think of, think of yourself, think of your experience, your mind, like an ecosystem or an environment where each part plays a role, like trees in, an, you know, in, in, an, in the environment. Trees turn sunlight into energy. That becomes food for animals and pollinators, and then rain nourishes the 
trees or the soil that the trees grow in. Fungus and insects decompose plants, providing nutrients for other plants and so on. And they all communicate with each other. It's fucking wild how, and in the way mycelium networks network communicates, I don't even, we don't even know the half of it. But it's a delicate balance. And when it's all in balance, everything lives this beautifully symbiotic relationship, happily ever after. And we're not too dissimilar. Us as humans with a system of parts operating within or as our mind, we're not so dissimilar to, to that environment. Like, let alone taking into consideration the, the somatic experience in our nervous system, which is a bit like how the mycelium network communicates. It's, it's wild. And we're not even consciously aware of a fraction of what's going on inside us, let alone, you know, understanding it. But the, the point here when, when we talk about a system is you change, you change the balance or you change the role of any one of these parts and the entire system is affected, if not directly, certainly indirectly. So what are these, what are these parts? There's a couple of things to know about parts. First of all, like we all have them. You have parts. And secondly, it's really important to, to acknowledge that there are no bad parts. And this is, this is the work of Richard Schwartz and IFS. And, you know, I'm referencing his book, uh, No Bad Parts, directly here. Um, but there are no bad parts. But, what they, but they will do whatever it takes to protect you until you relieve them of that role. And so different types of parts... Uh, sorry, there are different types of parts. There are different roles that parts play. And I explained that in and uh, the intro to IFS episode I did a couple of episodes ago. There's, there's your protectors, there's your managers, there's your firefighters. If you want to learn more about those roles, then you can listen to that episode. But I just want to provide a bit of an overview of how we might get to know these parts a little bit better in this episode. It's important to start with your beliefs because it's 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 your beliefs that drive change in this system. It's not your behaviors. And I think too often we jump to changing our behaviors when it's a pattern that's run by a program and we need to change the program. Think of it like a, you know, updating your operating system on your phone or your computer. Instead of doing something different externally try instead to get curious about why you do what you do and this this takes patience and what you what's your language and and your approach to this as well this is something i've really had to learn is don't try to deny or or or, or eradicate or eliminate or destroy these parts because remember not any one of them are are bad and they will fight you they will fight to your death for their survival, which is actually them fighting for your survival the best way they know how, which is the paradox of this in, this entire internal battle. You're fighting yourself for yourself. And so, again, like it, we've got to be patient and get curious about the role that these parts play um, and let them show you what, what they need, which is what you need. This is not about conquering. You know, that 
that kind of approach um, is what has us living embedded in this in these systems of you know of power imbalance, like patriarchy and capitalism and rampant materialism and consumerism and individualism. Uh, and, and we need to we need to destruct and or deconstruct and replace these systems. When we must start within, and instead of being at war with with ourselves and trying to control ourselves in order to fit um, into a self-serving system like, you know, a capitalist patriarchy. We, we, we must not only change our behaviours, but change the thinking and the values system and the beliefs that, that perpetuate it. And so what's really interesting is, you know, is how we relate to our parts, how we relate to our parts internally is how we relate externally and how we relate to people who resemble those parts. So if we want to change the world in which we live, we've got to change the world in which in which we are living, our internal world. There's, a, uh, there's actually a line from um, Richard Schwartz's book, No Bad Parts. He says, don't kill the messenger, but listen to the message. And so... What do we do with all, okay, what do we do with all of this? All these parts and all their messages and what they're trying to tell us. Um, it, it certainly helps to have a therapist or a coach to guide you through this process uh, of coming to know your parts, but there's a lot you can do by yourself. Guided meditations help too. Um, I use these a lot personally and in my coaching and, and workshops, and I can record some here on the podcast if you're interested. But the thing that has helped me most is to begin to identify my different parts. And the best way to do that is to check in with how you are feeling and to label that feeling and then ask, what is that feeling? What is that feeling part of me? What is the part of me that's feeling need right now? And for example, there will be situations where... Yeah, I'll be, you know, something happened. I'll, I'll, I'll read something. I'll watch something. Or someone will say something. I'll think of something. It, whatever the trigger is, I'll begin to, for example, feel anxious, and I'll want to say something that might, or say something, or do something that is a distraction from that feeling, and potentially what I might feel like saying or doing could be hurtful or destructive or whatever. But I'll, I'll notice how I'm feeling. And I'll take a moment to ask what part of me is feeling this way and what does it need? And if I can, I'll take the time and I'll just breathe. When I'm, you know, when I'm having that conscious awareness of this experience that I'm having, I'll take the time, I'll breathe and close my eyes and I'll connect with that part and actually have a dialogue with it. And it tells me every time what it needs. It might tell me that it's scared. It might tell me that it it just needs reassurance. It might tell me that it's afraid and it needs to understand what's happening because it's afraid of the unknown. It might tell me it's afraid of being alone or abandoned or rejected or whatever. But a few really important things are happening here. First, I'm acknowledging how I'm feeling beneath, you know, beyond my behavior and what's being projected. And that part, that's feeling, is being acknowledged. It's so important. And I'm and I'm the one addressing that, that need. I'm not 
denying or projecting it, making it someone else's problem to solve. I'm meeting my own needs. And so when I'm able to have a dialogue, a conversation, an internal one, albeit a conversation, but in, you know, an internal one, when I'm able to relate to that part, I'm able to identify its needs and meet its needs. I'm solving my own problems. Now, the outcome is that I don't end up doing or saying the destructive thing just to protect my vulnerability. I'm acknowledging that vulnerability and I'm meeting it and I'm caring for it. It's the ultimate win-win for me uh, and for whoever I'm in relationship with. And this is what self-care looks like. This is what taking responsibility looks like. This is what self-healing and loving looks like. This is what self-awareness looks like. I think this is what being a, a mature human being looks like. And I think this is just the most important work. Now, you never get it right all of the time. In fact, I, I don't even do this, you know, half the time. But when I do, I start to build greater awareness and I start to build this capability and I start to build this trust amongst my parts. They start to trust me as the self who is able to take care of them so that they're, they're not hustling for connection whilst they're feeling abandoned. You never get it right all the time, but I reckon we're better off practicing this and meeting our own needs first so that we can not, not only show up for and love others better, but so that we are ultimately showing up for and loving ourselves. And that's the point that I made in this Instagram video and message. So this is, we can't love, truly. We can't love without condition unless we're able to do this for ourselves first. And I really believe this is the most important work we can do. And so, you know, if you're experiencing the the self-destructive, self-loathing, then start to have, see if you can start to have a dialogue with those parts and just listen to what it is that they're saying. Just listen to what it is that they're saying and ask them what it is that they need. I really hope this helps. Uh, I've got another episode in mind coming up uh, on cultivating more of the the self that is aware of of these parts. Um, and there, something else to mention too is that these roles are playing a part, and it's so important to 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 remember or to acknowledge that they are trying to protect you, and they don't know any. They don't know how to do that any other way and they will protect what is vulnerable at all costs and they learn to do this at a very, very young age and they haven't stopped doing that since until you are able to step in and take that burden of responsibility and that burden of protecting um, what's vulnerable off them and they're going to do that until you until you relieve them of that of that burden of responsibility. And so these parts are just trying to protect you. They're looking after you. They're caring for you. They're doing the best that they can in the only way that they know how. And until you know better, you can't do better. And so it's really important to approach these parts not with judgment 
but with some compassion and some curiosity and these and these these are some um some characteristics that i'll talk about in this next episode but at, at least start with curiosity and some compassion for yourself and for these parts and for what they're trying to do they're trying to protect you and the more you can connect with them the more likely they are to just chill a little bit and trust that you've got this as you do but until these parts know that you do they're going to keep doing whatever they need to to protect you and sometimes it's destructive and so just go gently with these parts of you go gently with yourself because uh because it's you know it's only you trying to protect you and it's this beautiful interplay of roles that uh that are all playing out in service of actually caring for you how that happens often is not always constructive and Often it's destructive, but um, just be gentle with those parts. Get to know them. Be curious. Meet them with compassion. Ask what it is that they need, and uh, you'll be fascinated not only with what those needs are, but how you feel and how much more integrated, how much more calm, how much more connected, how much more love you feel within yourself, which then becomes something that you can share with others. And that, I think, is important work to be doing. It's beautiful work to be doing. It's very, very healing, very healing work. So I will share more about what, uh, how to cultivate that self-awareness in maybe the next episode. Um, but I'll leave this one here for now. Much love and gratitude to you for listening and for having the courage to do this work. Um, and for sharing your feedback with me, please keep that coming. It just helps me to know what's resonating and what's working and what you're interested in. I really do believe um, that this is the most important work we can be doing right now. And the truth is, I'll, you know, our very survival. And the survival of this planet depends on us doing this work. So um, thank you for sharing it with me. And thank you for listening. We'll chat soon.